And welcome to another show of Don't Get This Twisted. I am Rob, along with my co-host as always, Tina. How are you doing, Tina? I'm good, Rob. How are you? Oh, absolutely pleasant. A little <laughs> uh, a little tired today. I, I did a little beach walk with the dog. So nice. I'm dragging my behind just a tiny bit. But, you know, it's all worth it. And I uh, what about you? Um, I'm good. Today's a day off, so I'm actually home taking care of things around the house, looking for insurance and different things now that I have to get all that uh, going and spend some time with the cat. And I can't really tell you I did much, but I've been busy all day, if that makes sense. (laughs) Sometimes you don't need to, 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 it's okay to have a day where you just fuck off. Yeah, I rarely have those. Yeah, even though you're doing something, you're like, at the end of the day, you got a bunch of things done, but you're like, yeah, I don't know what I did. Yeah, I'm yeah. okay with those days. Yeah. I'm totally okay with those. So this was one of those days. Yeah, good, good, good. So uh, as always in the beginning now, I try to tell people, go to our socials, Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, that kind of thing. Go visit those, subscribe, and then go to follow. Apple or follow us. Go to Spotify, Apple iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google, wherever you listen to this show and follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. So you get these to pop up as always, right when we put them out on Wednesdays. Uh, Today is another show coming from the mind of my friend in Georgia. She gave a ton of great ideas. Um, This one was kind of hits home a little more now than than it did when she told me, but mm-hmm. this one was more about like getting over someone's death and, and how long should you take to get over that? Or do you ever, or, or is, you know, some people get over it fairly quickly. I think a lot of it came from, she has a friend who I think their husband passed away and it's been quite a few years and people are still kind of, going to her saying, you know, it's time to get over this. Like you need to, you know, blah, blah, blah. And cause she still talks about him, blah, blah, blah. And, and I guess it's, you know, it's came to this kind of a head where they're just like, you know, we, we don't want to hear about that anymore or, you mm. know, move on. <clears throat> and, ah, oh, man, I, I, I think that's a, that's a, a slippery kind of a slope. callous way to be. I think if you're telling people to get over it like that, because clearly if they could, they would. Yeah. And and I think that it's, it's, that's kind of a slippery slope. Like, you know, there's no time. There's no, no. like, th- there's no time of someone who says, you know, you, you should only grieve this long or, I don't, or I don't know that grieving ever really ends. Like you're, I always tell my friends, nobody died because if nobody died, then anything could go back or change or be anything we want it to be. There's always a chance for something to go on. But once somebody's passed, that's it. There's no more chances. There's no more. um, There's no more anything. And so then you're left with picking up the pieces and moving on. That doesn't necessarily mean people are going to get over it, though. I think my dad, my mom's been gone 11 years and my dad misses her and talks about her probably every day, if not every other. I don't know that he'll yeah. ever get over that. I, I don't think so either. I think that there's like we were talking right before we got on today. I, I think there's a fine line 
right? You, you can't let it impede on the rest of your life or moving forward with whatever that is. And again, this is all, um, it all matters, you know, how old you are when it happens, who it is. There's so many factors that come in this. Mm -hmm. I think if you're, um, let's say you're in your 60s at some point and you've been married for 35 years. You know, your lifespan, obviously, till the end of time is shorter than it would have been if you were in your 20s and lost a mate. Mm -hmm. So so the grieving period is is a uh, is going to be shorter, but longer in your own head because you don't have a lot of time. But you're you're also reminiscing on a much longer period of being together. Right. So. So in that case, I think it's you might take that to the grave mm -hmm. and you may never move on. Ever. I, I believe that some people, when they meet, they are forever soulmates. Like it doesn't matter if if one passes or the, you know, the other and one is left. Like if if that happens, I don't know that you ever get over that. I think there's just certain people that have a connection and it goes for a lifetime, whether the, mm -hmm. their partner's there or not. Um, mm -hmm. but the trick is learning how to live without them physically being next to you. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what is the hardest part because you don't know how to be anybody, but their mate or their partner or their, their, their half. And you have to learn to go on without them. That's, mm -hmm. That's the hard part. I don't think the morning ever changes. I don't think the missing them ever changes, but how you go on with you could change and, mm -hmm. and could evolve. And it should, you know, we're, we're put on this earth for a certain number of days ourselves. And if we're wasting them being miserable for years and years on end, and we're not living, we're not learning what we're supposed to be learning here on earth. And that's, you know, that's a shame because it's wasted time. I yeah, don't think I mean, you quit hurting. I don't think you quit um, missing somebody, but you can still try to to put that aside so that you could be happy in the moment. Right. I think I think the feelings can subside, but never go away. You know, look, yeah. it, it's like I said, you, you can't let it determine your future when it comes to like, again, let's say you're our age, let's say you're 50 and you have the better half of your life left. Let's say you have a good solid 30 years left of your life. You're, you're more apt to maybe find someone else um, and move on in life. But I think like it, it never goes away. Let's, mm -hmm. I think that at least that's my opinion. It's never going to go away, but you have to be able to look at your new, your new mate and go, okay, I'm not going to compare them to her or him. I'm not mm -hmm. going to do this because of that. And you can't say, well, you're not like her. And, and it's just like breaking up in a relationship, except someone who was obviously meant way more to you because you were in a marriage or doing this or doing that. So I think that, I think it's you can't let it be an anchor, but I think it's OK to never forget. I don't you know how you would not let it be an anchor anchor. 
I mean, I've lost people in my life and years ago, and I still think about them. I still miss them. It doesn't stop me from living my life. As a matter of fact, I think it's shown me that I need to live harder or to Mm -hmm. do it better or to uh, not waste as much time. But the missing them is still very much there. Right. But, but that's what I mean. That is what I'm kind of saying. You don't let it anchor you down. Yeah. You know, let's use the analogy of like, you're a ship and you can either have the anchor on the ship and keep driving, or you throw the anchor over the side and it hits the ground and it drags and it slows you down. You can't let that kind of anchor anchor you to the floor and let it, you know, really kind of screw the rest of your life up. I think you should never forget anyone in death. Look, it, it's, uh, I still think about friend, my wrestling friends and their voices come up in things that I say with other people. And, and I, I just started a wrestling podcast with a friend of mine and we bring up my friend all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's never going to go away. And, and his death did kind of spark of thing in me that I had to live a little different. And, mm-hmm. and I think with my mom passing away, probably again, hit me with, because my mom was always very, uh, <clears throat> she, she knew a lot of the things that happened in my life that a lot of people didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's just say that about girls that are in my life and, and relationships or whatever. She knew a lot of it. Cause I could lean on my mom and my mom really didn't judge cause she was crazy. Because <laughs> she was your mom, not because she was crazy. <laughs> no, she was my mom, but she, my mom was crazy. Um, so that's good where way. you get it. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and I mean that, well, I'll have to tell you some things off air that she told me that, that I think my mom wanted to, um, dump a bunch of things that she was carrying like a heavy load that she yeah. never told anyone. So one night I think she decided just to tell me like, just hammered me with stuff. So it was love those conversations. Yeah. And, and, and it was great. But but again, so I, I told my mom about a lot of things that I did and like we talked, we talked last week about, you know, infidelity and that I was a I was a willing participant in a in someone else's relationship that mm-hmm. I that I was in. But my mom knew. But um things like that where a, after she died, it, it was I had a lot of these things going through my head and Part of that was like my mom lived. My mom, she was married five times. She (laughs) she married uh, a guy who was my age when Mm. I was like twenty four. So like she she lived, and and after she passed away, I kind of started thinking the same thing. Like I still have to live. Mm -hmm. Like and and you have to do things in your life that matter. So at the end, you can say you lived a life and, mm-hmm. and I, and I would have a fair thing to say that if you talk to my mom, <laughs> she would have told you that she lived the best life she could. She had some regrets. We all do. I think that that's, if, if you're living a life and you have no regret, 
You're you doing it wrong. Very, you probably didn't. <laughs> you probably didn't live very hard. So, <laughs> um, so like those are the type of things. So for me, getting over that, you know, I, I mourn differently than a lot of people. Um, you know, it, it mo- I'm sure the first like mo- I went to work the next day. Mm-hmm. People at my work were like, "What are you doing here?" It's like, "What am I going to do?" She lives in another state. It's not like I can go take care of anything. It's not like I can do this or do that. So, so I went to work um, and it hit me a couple of times during this whole thing. Um, but I kept going. And that's why today we're recording a little early um, because I took a, a personal day and I wanted to go and kind of clear my head and uh, go places that my mom liked. So I think that that it's important to keep people close who pass away, but don't let it drag you all the way to the bottom because you can't. Yeah. At, at least in my opinion. And and look, mourn as long as you need to. And I think you should always talk about the people that meant something in your life. And if the people around you can't take that, that's not your fault. Mm-mm. It's theirs. But I could see where after years and years of mourning somebody, people have a hard time watching you hurt. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that that's what somebody should have said to her as opposed to I can't watch you mourn anymore mm-hmm. um, because it's a big difference. You when you watch somebody <coughs> hurt, it's it's draining. It's hard to handle. It's hard to um know what to say or what to do. And and I think most everybody wants everything to be okay. You know, a lot of times people will want to fix things. And if she's been mourning for that long, she's not, she's not able to fix it or move on. That could be taxing on other people. Not that they should tell her to quit mourning because that's very real for her, but maybe not to torture herself doing it. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. I think, and look, if we've talked about many, many times on the show already about therapy and talking to people at some point, you know, maybe if you're, if you're that deep and, and maybe it's controlling your life where you're doing something, but everything falls back on that, you should probably talk to somebody. Yeah, there's also uh, the first thing that came to mind were bereavement um, classes like there. There's places where you could go where you could actually talk about what happened and hear other people's stories. And and you you build a little community so that you have a safe place to talk about it, but also so that you can get the talking in that you need to, to move past it to where it's not controlling your every thought or your all your sadness, you know, cause it just shouldn't be, that's not, it's not fair to the person that passed to, to hurt like that and to, to not try to find life after loving somebody that's passed. That's, it's not fair to you. It's not fair to the person that's passed away. It's not fair to the relationship that you had. Um, it's important that you, that you continue to live, not move past it. You got to continue to live. Well, that's good to know. I had no clue that there was places you could go and talk. Oh yeah. Like that. I wish that's... I would have done it just because I kind of like group counseling and I like 
being, I like that sense of, of, um, closeness and family sort of thing. I wish I would have done that. Um, there were not classes that I could find around cause I even f- went to look for my father, um, who did end up going to counseling after mom passed. Cause it wasn't just her passing. It was a lot of things that started to come up, you know, from the PTSD of being in Vietnam to, to not knowing how to move on to how do you live when all of your, your, your friends are, are couples and now you're the one that isn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many things that you have to train a brain to, to do differently. And, um, I wish we would have found him one, but I don't think he was ready to talk about it. He may be ready now, 11 years later, but it's well, still, you know, again, it, what, whenever you got to talk about things, I think that there's, whenever things come out or come up, that's, that's yeah. when you talk. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I never thought about that. The other part about that is, you know, because thankfully, knock on whatever would, I've never been with somebody and passed away at the same time. I'm kind of lucky when it comes to that. But mm-hmm. I never thought about the the uh, trauma of going out with the couples that you all went out with before. Yeah. That would have that would have had to be just insanely, you know like getting punched in the gut over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Not only that, yeah. but he's dated a few women and um, they didn't seem like they really wanted to be a part of his old group of friends that were married couples. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't ask him about it, but I, I noticed that they didn't really do anything with the other couples. And, and it's unfortunate for the new women that he, or the other women that he's dated since my mom's passed, because they really could have had uh, a good, solid couple groups of, you know, friends had they just been open to it. But, you know, when you're competing and I say competing because I've watched the women do it with a person that's passed being my mom, mm-hmm. um, there's no there's no going into her world. There's no going into, you know, the other person's heart because you're not making a space to to. um to live in that same type of role. And it's been unfortunate, but it doesn't work out for them. Right. And I think that that's got to be a hard thing coming from the other side of, of that, you know, and, and I say this term very loosely that you're trying to fill in for somebody. I, you know, I don't agree with that. Cause I think it's just like <laughs> with divorce and having like another, you know, you're starting over with like at our age, we would be starting over with somebody that probably already has kids, somebody mm-hmm. that's already had a, a full life, you know, at 50, you've, you've had a really good life and a full life. So you're, you've got to be able to walk in this or walk on the same path as somebody once did, but still hold your own and be your own person. And I think that that's, totally doable. It just depends on, on the person's strength and character and, and their ability to roll with the punches. I, I agree to an extent. I I think divorce and death are two far different things. Right. Um, because one, you, you unfortunately agree with, right? So like, even if you're the one who doesn't want the divorce at the end, you have to subside in and go, okay, I have to move on for the best of everyone involved. 
Mm-hmm. In death, it's you don't have a choice. So once you decide to move on, which again, I, I think you should to be healthy, should move on to a degree. Um, so I think that, and again, like I said, loosely, I don't think you're, you're, you fill a role or fill something else. It may feel like you are because of the circumstance you're in, right? You're, you're replacing somebody with quotes in the air that had passed away. So, and somewhere along the line, you have to bring that up, right? So let's say I lost a mate. When I meet somebody because you're out and about or you've decided to use a dating app that we both know doesn't work, um, you're you're at some point you have to say either in your profile, you know, I guess you can put you're a widower or a widow. So maybe that might help so you know you're going into that. But if you don't, let's say you met at a bar, you know, somewhere along the line, it's going to come up like – what happened or what happened in your last relationship? Oh, well, my wife died. Then you're you're going down a, another road. And again, it all matters who you meet. Uh, this isn't I don't want to say that it's a. Hey, everyone's like this. There's some people that would probably hear that and go, oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, and will know how to maneuver into who you are. That understand that that you had a mate that was this long, this, 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 and, and not try to replace anyone, be themselves and roll into a relationship. Um, but I'm sure it would be difficult to, to be the next person in line because you always feel like you have to live up to something in divorce. You don't, I don't, if if I were to be in that place to to do that or to to want to be with somebody who has lost their mate, I wouldn't try to be in anybody's place. I'd walk in and say, you know, this is me and I'll do what I do. And that's about as much as you're going to get out of me. Like I can't I can't be somebody else. Mm-hmm. I could only be me. I don't want to try to to take away the the importance of the person who passed you know that I'm now basically walking into a um a similar role as to what they they were but just try to make my own space and do my own things and be my own person to the people around whether it be kids or a boyfriend or whomever like you can't you can't fill somebody else's shoes. You can only fill your own. So you have to, you have to just walk in and let everybody get accustomed to it and hold your own. I think that that would be the, the same way with the person who has lost somebody. You you mm-hmm. have to walk into the next thing going, look, I'm not trying to replace anyone. Yeah. Um, and I hate to, I want to say certain words, but it sounds so shitty coming up, coming up. Well, that's never stopped you. Come on. That's your, that's your filling a void. And, but I don't mean it that way, but you are feeling, you're going to fill a void of emptiness in your own self. And, and you're, 
by meeting someone, maybe you'll fill a void, but not replace a person. I, I, I'm trying to there like. There's no replacement. I don't. Um... Well, you're re- you're replacing something in life. You're replacing uh, a mate. What? And I mean that with the utmost respect of of death is what I mean. Like mm-hmm. that's why that that's why this whole thing would be would be starting is is to have someone in your life that means something to you. It's not that it means more or less than your your previous person or the person who's died. It's just something else. So I, I don't know. I think more again, mourning mourning can take however long it can it, it needs to. And but I do think that it, it shouldn't it shouldn't hinder your moving forward in life. And again, well, and a lot of people choose uh-huh. to move forward in their life without finding another mate or another spouse. Mm-hmm. I, I see that often, especially mm-hmm. with older women. They don't want somebody in their life they have to take care of. <laughs> they don't want somebody telling them what to spend their money on. They've lived a long life and they've done that with their husband. And now they do their own thing. And, and, and they stay very true to the person that they married, even though the person's not there anymore. And I, I find that they're very lonely because there is nobody to go home to. And as they get older and friends start to die, they don't have the same, um, the same, um, people that will hold them up or that they could lean on, you know, their, their social circle gets smaller and smaller until they, they're waiting to die. And I have a client that I swear that's what she's doing now, but she's like, I, I, unless I found a gay man, I would never date another man. I'd date a gay man just because we could go and do things and he would never want sex from me. And he wouldn't care that I, that I was true to my, my husband. And I laugh at her. I'm like, well, good luck with that. Cause you know, that's a rarity that you'd find somebody that wants to be with a straight woman when they're gay at any age, you know? So but I get what she's saying because she wants to stay true to her husband and she comes from a time where that's what you did. And uh, she just looks miserable. I hate to say it. She looks really sad. But yeah, I mean, <clears throat> again, I, I again, at a certain age, I can understand certain things mm-hmm. like much later in life, someone who decides this was the only person that was ever going to be in my life and I would rather be alone than get into something else. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for me, I can understand that part. I can't understand a younger person and maybe I I have no, no really um, statistics to back this up. I think most younger people would probably be able to move on easier because there there's a lot more things that you can do to fill that void. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you have more friends. So the the beginning parts of grieving would be <clears throat> much richer with people. Like I think a lot of people would, you know, you do things with your friends and and go to dinners and and have parties and do certain things and try to 
prop that person back up to bring them, you know, to help them grieve. Mm-hmm. You know, as you get older, you're probably right. There's probably less people in your life to help you grieve. Mm-hmm. So it's much easier to sit in your house and and wallow in it, which, look, I think everyone should wallow in death when it happens. You should you should take a little bit of that in so you can understand, like, yeah, it sucks. It's and it's part of life, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So I think it's much better to be younger and probably lose somebody. And, and I say that again, no, losing no one is easy, but I think moving on or moving forward when you're younger is probably easier because there is more to look forward to. You can probably find somebody who's going to enrich your life and give you some of the things that you're looking for still because you have a lot of years left. Mm-hmm. But I don't know I, what's easier. I <laughs> I don't like losing anybody. I, I mean, I've lost so many people in my life, but I got to tell you, I don't, I, I, I hate it every single time. Not, not that it, nobody I think likes it, but, um, letting go is a really hard process and, and moving mm. forward is another hard process and trying to live without the guilt is even another process. There's so many, there's so many hurdles that you go through when somebody close to you passes. Mm-hmm. Um, but in going through that, in, in being open to that and going through the process, you can get to the point where the ache and the pain isn't so severe and you start to see the sun outside and you start to see the good days and you wake up and the first thing you think about is not the tragedy, but something happy or wake up and you know, you're going to be doing something fun. So you just put your time and effort and, and your thought into that. And I think that's so important to do because of the fact that we are put on this earth to live. And if we're not living because somebody passed away, that's not only a disservice to the person that passed, but it's also a disservice to the life that you still have yet to live. Correct. I, I, I would totally agree with that. I think that there, you have to take someone's death and I hate Learn to say from it. spin it to, to get a positive from it but there is a positive from the person that taught you something the person that you lost should be teaching you things going forward and whether it's a spouse a um, relative loved one or just a friend i mean like i said there's there's people i've lost that when i (laughs) to this day my friend my wrestling friend he was 30, 33, I think, 34. He did certain things that would just make you giggle. Mm-hmm. So when when we <laughs> he would he'd call me in the middle of the night with the most obnoxious, horrible joke. Oh my god, why never was he say. not calling me? <laughs> he he called me one night. I picked up the phone. It was like three o'clock in the morning. He t- he it has a punchline too. So it has a question and a punchline joke. 
<clears throat> he asks me the question. I go, uh, I don't know. And he gives me the punchline and just hangs up. Doesn't <laughs> wait for anything. Just nothing. So then the next day I would ha- I had to call him back once we were all functioning again. And but so those things still. And I mean, God, that was yeah, I think he's been dead for. Let's see. I, ah, man. 16 years, mm-hmm. 17 years, something like that. So, yeah, he he's still he's still coming up and still making me giggle. And my mom will do that for a long time, because, like I said, she was crazy. And and some of the things that she did were just outrageously outrageous, just crazy. Yeah. So uh, uh, for the people out there who who has someone kind of leaning on them that it's time to move on. I I don't think that that's a fair shake. I think that, you know, you hold on to, you hold on to it as long as you need to. And and if, you know what, what the friends need to say to people that, that are going years and years and not living, Talk to them and say, you know, why don't we do any do something to memorialize them or do, you know, make a place in a garden that you could sit and just think of them and and then leave it there so that you could go on with the rest of your day. And it doesn't have to be, you know, the whole day doesn't have to be about mourning. It could be about, you know, spending your time with them, doing your part, like saying what you need to say, getting some prayers in, being grateful for something like I, I have stories of people that have passed all the time. Um, I can't look at a cross without thinking of, of one of my mom's really good friends who was like a second mom to me. Um, she used to collect them. So for her, I started to just collect a few, nothing major. It doesn't need to be a big thing. And I only, I don't want anybody to know I collect them because I want to be the only one to pick what I want on my wall, but I want them to remind me of her because she was so beautiful and, and good to me and just a, an amazing person. So I, I have a friend that acts like her, um, which is funny. It's her step granddaughter or not granddaughter, step grand shit. What would she be? Step niece. And, um, so we talk about her and and we say really fun stories of things that she did and how she was with us. And we say one or two stories, get a little laugh, and then it goes to the next subject. So we're we're allowing space for it in our lives, but we're not letting it take over our life. And mm-hmm. the more that you do as a person, the more that you're able to to set things down and then come back to them as you need to. And it's, it's so important because life is so short and I don't want when I die for people to not be happy. I tell people when I do stupid shit all the time, I'm like, okay, that's going in the eulogy, right? Like, remember that story because I want people to laugh. I want people to remember that they need to laugh because that's so important to me living. So I try to find ways to, to turn it around. Having a, a, a really sick sense of humor is, has been monumental in my life. Cause I don't mm-hmm. know if I would have been able to get through some of the things without my disgusting sense of humor and, and way that I could turn bad things into something that's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I that's agree. really I, helpful too. 
it, having a dark sense of humor definitely definitely yeah. uh, helps it at least uh will let you see some of the humor in anything mm-hmm. and and there and it's there generally that humor is right in front of you mm-hmm. so um thankfully I, my mom kind of had probably not a dark sense of humor but she had a sense of humor she could find she could find the funny in a lot of a lot of things she she worked in a in a um psych facility so back then they they were called nut houses and that's mm-hmm. what, so she She's she got worked some stories <laughs> oh she had she had a bunch of them yeah. <clears throat> dealing with a lot of just i mean borderline crazy people that mm-hmm. were just you know so she always had a story for that so th- these are the things that i think that my my mom will live in me for sure coming up with mm-hmm. this like oh yeah this is this is it or this is it or this is it yeah for me I, it's funny because the older i get the more i look like my mother and the more i sound like my mother right oh the other day i was with my friend who um who was down visiting from Portland, Oregon, and she's blind, but she's an artist. Don't ask me how she does it, but she's amazing. And mm-hmm. uh, I I have to walk her around. And I said to her, I said, um, you should we go? Uh, should we go walk through the cars, or do you want to like walk around? She's like, no, no, we can walk through the cars. And I ran her right into uh, uh, a mirror on the car i ran her into it so hard that she went and i dropped my hands and like held my belly and started laughing hysterically so i laughed the whole four days she was here i could not stop we we talked about that so much that um i I, you know i'm an asshole let's just face it to laugh the way i did and and Mm -hmm. what she said was She's all quit laughing like your fucking mother. You sound just like her. You guys are evil. And which made me laugh even more because I did sound like my mom and we do laugh at shit like that. And Mm -hmm. oh my, it was hysterical. So then I, I, I'm bent over holding my belly laughing even harder in a, in a filled parking lot and people are looking at us crazy and she's standing in the middle of, of the parking lot and unable to see with her cane it was just hysterical and all she kept saying was you're just like your mother (laughs) so you know that you don't get far from who you are apparently um but just i'm kind of glad i have that sixth sense of humor because that has gotten me through some really crappy days where i really missed my mom or could have used the the you know the the mother figure um, yeah, I told you the story about when we were standing over my mom, when she died, my brother and I, and we were making fun of her hair and couldn't stop laughing. And the whole funeral behind us thought we were crying and felt bad for us. Like a pin could have dropped and they would have heard it. That's how quiet it got. And my brother and I right. were making fun of my mom's hair. Life goes on. You know, you, you, you find the humor, you find the funny, you find whatever it is you need to do to get through your day. And and that's what you do. You fight for your life until you don't have to fight anymore. Yeah. I, I think that's, uh, you know, where that's another show where we're going to kind of talk about does life really go on. And, and I think, look, you're right. You you have to push forward. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, you should 
with, with different things for different people. Uh, like I said, for a loved one or a family member, I, I think you should never forget. And you shouldn't you you should wear it like a you know, like a sheet of armor. Right. They should always be with you. You should use what you've learned from them to make people's lives better. Um, maybe get a nice laugh out of them as well. Um, I love the idea of memorializing them. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to get a tattoo for my mom. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure what yet, but you know, I, I'm not one for like putting mom on me. That's just not, it's not who I am. But <laughs> My brother but just think, did one for his best friend. And, I saw um, that actually. Yeah. Yeah. I took him to get it. Um, he, I don't know. I think what he saw, he wanted to cry. You know, it was just like the reality mm-hmm. of it was there, but we made it a good, uh, we made it a good day and he, he liked getting the tattoo and the tattoo guy was funny. They had a good time together. So, sure. um, you know, the, the pain, you could still see it in his face, but he's like, okay, I still got to get up every day. I still got to, you know, do everything. Sure. And, and, and I always tell people the older that we get, the closer we are to the people we've lost. And, and I feel that the older I get, I, I really do feel that, that there is not an end to us seeing them. We just, the end is here, you know, but mm-hmm. the next, wherever we go next, they will be there. And, and I do believe that because of, um, the time that I, that I died on the operating table for a few seconds. I don't know exactly how long it was, but, uh, I know that there's a place that we go next and I know that everybody is there again. I, and I wouldn't say they're waiting, they're doing whatever they do because their life or whatever it is that you would call it in the next life they're doing too. But mm-hmm. I do feel like that, that energy, that love, that everything, it, it, you will see it again. And hopefully you have a lot to talk about. Hopefully you had a life and you've learned how to live without them. And you could sit and, and say, look what I, look what I did. And you weren't there. Like check it out. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's important to, to look at life. Like nobody's going to stay here with us forever. It's just not going to sure. be the case. Well, so you just got to love you know, them in the moment. You know, that tattoo will, will get your brother through a day somewhere else. Like I I have many, many tattoos of people that are in my life or were in my life or whatever that are all still here. Mm. (laughs) There's, there's many tattoos on me that have lots of meaning. Mm -hmm. So for me, I think that that's why you immortalize people in our life. So the people that are tattooed on me, other than my son. Um, if and when they pass away, I have a piece of them with me mm-hmm. that I can see every day. Right. So those are things that are going to be later on, you know, much later on in life because they're younger than me. Hopefully, please. I don't want to bury anybody else. Um, but mm-hmm. th- those are things. And like, and again, like, I think I'm going to probably a flower. I'll probably put a flower on me for my mom. Um, I have several. So my mom like roses. So I'll probably get a really pretty rose. <clears throat> and uh, I think on my shoulder, 
I, I I'm kind of feeling I'm going to do a bunch of roses on my chest and I think I'm going to do like a special one for her. But um, nice. But yeah, I, I like that. I think that's cool for your brother. It's it's something he'll never go away. Mm-mm. And there'll be a lesson that will teach him and he'll look at his arm and go. Motherfucker, <laughs> you yeah. know, like you're you're still here or something else will happen and he'll laugh and go, oh, he would have laughed at this. Mm-hmm. Well, we're still and, in that group chat for where there's like 12 of us that all grew up together. And and I see the the boys are struggling. You know, the friends of his are really mm-hmm. struggling with trying to move on and trying to be okay with it and trying to deal with their feelings. Cause I don't think men really deal with their feelings a lot. You know, they, they bury it cause they feel like they have to, or that's what they're supposed to do, or that's what they need to do to get through their day. They're just not, they're not taught, I think in society today to really deal with what they're going through. But in these group chats, like the things that they say, it's just so, it's so sweet to, to hear they're thinking of him and that, the relationships, the the closeness, the friendships, they they haven't gone away. Just the person responding to them has, and and I think it's important that that they do that, and I think it's important that they're able to say I really miss them, which they they do. And when they can't talk about it, then I get a a one on one phone call, and they'll tell me. So, you know, they're 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 trying to move on, and I think that that's healthy and i also think it's healthy to remember the funny stories and the stupid things that the the other person did humor humor fixes a lot and it and it makes life bearable so trying to find the humor in all of it is is a really good thing cuz we can't right. bring the person back that's not going to happen mm-hmm. we have to learn to live with it and humor is a really good way yeah, I, I think uh, look, laughing is a is a great thing for people. So if you can find a, a a smile or a giggle from someone who's passed away that have brought you something, uh, that's an amazing thing. And yeah. look, don't like I said before, I don't think you have to to forget anyone. Just don't let it anchor you, you know, down like at some point you have to not move past, just move ahead. You know, you, you, no one's ever, the people who have died in our lives are never going to go away and you'll carry them until it's your turn. Mm -hmm. And hopefully they taught you lessons of what to do and what not to do. (laughs) Um, and and I think that, look, stand up for yourself. If if you're mourning still, mourn. But look, I I would never be the person to go. You need to move on. You don't. If you don't want to move on, that's the greatest thing about being a human being. If you don't want to move on, fuck everybody. That's that's just the way it is. But don't let it destroy other things in your life. Just go. This is what I'm going through. I'm not going to move on. I'm not going to be with anybody else and, and let it be known, but don't, don't, uh, from a relationship standpoint, I mean, obviously your parents or your friends or that kind of thing that they're always going to stick with you. But I think if it's somebody, a significant other, like it's, 
there, there's no time period for mourning. Just don't, um, don't let it drag you down. At least that's don't what I would let say. It, don't let it fill your life with so much sadness that you forget to look up and see the good. Because there's so much good, even without the person that you thought you'd be standing next to for the rest of your life. There's still good. There's still, mm-hmm. there's still life. And you just have to, you have to move on. You have to carry it on. It doesn't, I'm not saying get over anything. Cause mm-hmm. I, if you ask me, I don't think I've gotten over any death that I've been through in my life. I learned how to live with it. But I don't think I learned how to move past it. Like I still, mm-hmm. I still feel the grief and the sadness. So I don't know if anybody would ever not feel that. But the guilt of not moving on or the guilt or being afraid to not move on because of the guilt. That's not what this is about. That's not what life mm-hmm. is meant for. There's so much more that, than that. I, I'll agree with you there. I think that. And again, I, I, maybe it's not moving on. It's moving forward. Like you have to press forward and, yeah. and, and it's okay. Like that's not easy. And, and I'm dealing with it like still. And well, I'm you're sure freshly I freshly dealing with it. It's been <clears throat> what, two weeks now, mm-hmm. less than. And, and, and look, I, I'm lucky. I, I leaned on my brother. My brother's up there. Um, He's already dealt with it. She's, she's already been cremated. She's on his fireplace right now wow. we talked about yeah we talked about what to do you know he's gonna come down here and <clears throat> my mom wants to uh, illegally be thrown off a pier in southern california so that's what i'm gonna do i'm going to illegally toss her in the ocean at some point um whenever he can come down here but um it, I, i'm i'm glad because like we really kind of openly talked me and my brother talked like he knew a lot more it it was a surprise because she was feeling better, but mm-hmm. she had COPD. Um, I really wish we would have had her on. I know I really been, wanted to because it would have been nice to have uh, a recording of something. She, yeah. But I, you know, it is what it is. Um, it, she she was definitely not doing the greatest because like she hadn't listened to the show in probably about three months, so she wow. was. She was like in her own world, which is fine. But I had talked to her not too long before that. So I'm lucky. I'm glad my brother was there to to uh, weather the storm. Yeah. And just talk to us about like because like he saw her more. So I think Mm -hmm. he knew a lot more of the reality of what was going on. He would take her to the doctor, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So um, and I was the baby and she protected me. And I think she didn't want me to know a lot of stuff. Um, but she came clean a little bit near the end that she wasn't doing well. Yeah. Um, and said, like I told you, said a lot of things that I think she had to get off her chest because she wasn't, she wasn't happy with some things that, mm-hmm. or yeah, certain things she wasn't happy about and regret. She's told me something that she really regretted, which was, you know, you just didn't, I didn't see coming, but at the end, she was she lived a good life, and and I am I wouldn't say that I'm bulletproof. I've dropped some tears, but I know that the quality of her life would have not been good. She probably mm. would have been bedridden. She 
was losing her eyesight. She was on oxygen 24-7. She laid down, went to sleep, and from lack of oxygen, passed away. Damn, man. If I, I hope that's me. Because... <laughs> Yeah, I still what, say what, I want to go out with a little more pizzazz than that, but I get you. I, I'm all right. I'm all right with just going to sleep because, you know, where, you know, in, in a very morbid way, you know, we can't wait to almost die every night and then wake up the next morning. You know what I mean? Like sleep's like this very bizarre thing of of, you know, I hope I wake up in the morning. So. She, uh, I never think like that. <laughs> I never do. Eh, she, uh, I'm like, tomorrow I'm going to get up. We're going to do this and that. Yeah. I don't ever say I hope so I wake it, up in it, the morning. It's good. It's good. For those people out there, listen, um, don't, don't ever, don't ever uh, move on. Just move forward. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the person in your life that's passed away is never going to leave your heart Mm-mm. and run out to a tattoo shop and get something tattooed on you. No, you, you know what? My <laughs> my mom, I know what I'm going to get tattooed on me. What? She wanted a tattoo that she never went to get. She wanted a four leaf clover. Mm. So I'll put that on me. I'm going to put that on my shoulder. So it's coming up. Yeah, that'll, you should that'll do it cost before St. Patrick's Day. And it'll cost me nothing because they're so tiny. You know, right? I can get a tiny little one. So I, and then literally that tattoo will take it'll take longer to set up the ink yeah. than it will to to get a tattoo so maybe i'll head over to the local tat shop over here and go get one nice a little four leaf clover for mom it works i haven't Alrighty. i haven't gotten my mom a, a memorialized my mom with a tattoo i don't think i'm Let's gonna do go. that go do that uh, you know i'm getting old and i don't know about getting all but these tattoos wait. i'm kind of over it what do you mean? You're, you're well. First of all, you're not getting old. We're already old, Shh, and and I have two full sleeves. Who cares? I know. Just go get a tattoo. At some point, you got to grow up, Rob. And I'm trying to grow up. <laughs> I, I, I do. Do you know when I'm going to grow up? When I'm leaving. Never. Yeah. Never. I'm. I'm going to get my Harley. I'm going to do that instead. I just. So. I, Next I, month. I just. I just got a big, huge Darth Vader tattoo uh, uh, statue that's in my living room. I'm not growing up anytime soon. That's cool. It's just that's who we are and it's okay. And right. look, I started late on tattoos and now I have I have a lot of them. You, you started late on a lot of things. Drinking, <laughs> tattoos, yeah. tattoos yeah, we won't say everything. other stuff. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, just all kinds of stuff. So look, it's it's great. So. And and when I pass, there'll be, you know, there'll be other stories to, to to lead on that my son can go on and say, oh, my dad did this crazy shit. So and if he needs more stories, I've got tons. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it's good. I, I think I'm going to take a little bit of my mom's ashes. I don't know if you guys have seen the, the things that you can, you know, get jewelry made mm-hmm. from them. So I think I'm going to do that as well. Cause I, I had talked to my dad and, and I even told him, I said, well, when you pass away, I need some of your ashes. So I think I'm going to like make, make something of my mom. And then when my dad, uh, you know, passes away and then my son has to make something out of me. So then he'll have, he'll have little pieces of glass with his grandma and his grandpa and me in it. So we'll see. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else left to say for this uh, wonderful episode? Yes. If you're a friend that that's watching somebody really mourn, be kind. Be kind. That's all. Perfect. I'm all down for that. And just so you know, this is an opinion show, so don't get it twisted. Keep coming back, listening for our crazy adventures and crazy subjects. You can hear us <laughs> on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, anywhere that you can hear podcasts. And you can go to our social medias on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of them, or don't get this twisted. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next uh, Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Tina. We'll talk to you later. Have a good one.